Agents Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Follow a Boss. Follow a Boss is the real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer. Follow a Boss is packed with features, but it's intuitive and easy to use. So agents love working with it and it integrates with everything. Use multiple lead sources. Guess what? Follow a Boss keeps them all organized. Want to try new marketing channels? Switch website providers? Plug them right into Follow Up Boss. Visit followupboss.com forward slash lab code to see how Follow Up Boss helps you close more deals. That's followupboss.com forward slash lab code. Welcome back, Lab Coat Nation, to another episode of the Lab Coat Agents podcast. And today I get to speak to someone that I met a total of about 35 seconds ago. And that is pretty common for me, as most of you know. Uh, But this one I'm excited about for a couple of reasons. One, uh, it only took about six months for us to actually connect, which um, is, I I teased her in the beginning and told her that was a record. Uh, And as, as a competitive person that she is, she said, I like winning, so I'll take it. But in all seriousness, I've never met or spoken to anyone who crushes real estate in the state of Idaho. So that's cool in and of itself. But beyond that, we're going to be talking to someone today who has had tons of success from founding a real estate group called the Catalyst Group uh, to creating a consulting program called the Inside Out Success Method. Someone who started in real estate at the ripe old age of 19 has surpassed the seven-figure mark in, we're going to find out if that's commission or revenue or volume or what it is, and then also has a ton of experience from being a single agent to running a team to running a brokerage to to selling and funding and developing a, a, a bunch of upper tier luxury homes. This woman has done it all. Welcome to the show, Stacy. And you know, Stacy, before we got started, I didn't confirm how to pronounce your last name. So let me take a stab at it. I'm going to say Berenfuss. Great job. Stacy yes. Berenfuss, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here, especially after all this time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Better late than never, and some things are worth waiting for, right? Exactly. <laughs> awesome. So, Stacy, let's just, yeah, again, I, I've never met you until right now, and I'm going to assume most of my audience has not met you. So let us know who the heck you are, where you come from, and how you kind of came up in business and how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. Yes, so I am in Idaho and started actually as a senior in high school. I was kidding around with some friends, you know, kind of that truth or dare kind of thing. And um, that's the context, at least. And I applied as a salesperson at a local resort real estate office, not knowing that, you know, you have to be of legal age to get licensed, you know, just going for it. And they ended up hiring me, that real estate office, um, as an assistant to one of the sales coordinators. So I worked part-time as I finished my senior year of high school and just fell in love with the business. Um, I hadn't had any experience in the business prior to that and just was enamored by the opportunity, you know, the fact that there wasn't a limit to your success. It was what you want to make of it. And I also love the idea that there was this gap, you know, where a lot of the clients were unfortunately having a bad experience. And I saw that gap in a way I could fill it, you know, to provide a better experience and try to change the face of real estate in a positive way because real estate agents work super hard, you know, it's grit and hustle and 
unfortunately, you know, have a bad rap because of other things that, you know, have happened. And so it was just on a mission to change that. So got into the industry um, at that time and then got licensed when I was 19 in Boise, which is just a couple hours away from that resort town. And then started building my company from there. And I started out as a, a single agent, you know, had an assistant that would help me kind of part-time with postcards and things like that. And, you know, quickly noticed that if I could get another coordinator, you know, and an assistant, then I could really scale it and um, build it into the team um, that it is today. So that's kind of a little background on on the team and where I've been. Wow. So you clearly don't didn't think like most 19-year-olds or even high school students in the way that you were seeking success. That's pretty phenomenal. And, and might I add, what was that, like three years ago that you started this? Is that about right? Actually, 14. <laughs> I, always, <laughs> I always have to play nice. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Well, which that is actually very impressive in and of itself. So 14 years is not a long time. And, mm-hmm. and so you have achieved a very high level of success in a short amount of time. So what was kind of the progression to get you to where you are today? You kind of told us how you got into it, but how, what, what led you to where you are today? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I got into it and really um, I, I was um, underneath a broker at the time, aligned with a broker at the time that taught me a lot about, you know, those marketing verticals, working the numbers, you know, daily calls, all that good stuff. And so I, you know, be, became a, a that single producer where I, you know, was working with buyers and sellers. And then I really wanted to move the needle, you know, and it was like 5 million a year, 6 million a year in this production volume. And I was like, I really want to go big or go home because that's my mentality towards life. And so I was like, how would I take this from 6 million to like 32 million in a year? And I, you know, there was numbers obviously aligned with that. And so I ended up, it's so funny, you know, when you get clear on your goals, it's like the universe conspires to line you up with the opportunity. So I ended up crossing paths with this huge developer um, of a community and they were just really tired of their agent. And so started working new construction and built the business and the team in just about 18 months to that 32 million mark and um, really liked the new construction aspect. So did that, started working with a lot of builders in the area. And then, you know, of course, going down that road, I kind of let the gas off of working with my repeat clients and of course love those people. So just kind of trying to find the balance, you know, over time, over the years. So really through and through to this point, um, love the new construction aspect and the development aspect. And so about two years ago, got the opportunity to buy my own development and build 11 homes. And um, thank God sold out of this last August. So done done with all of that. But um, everything that I've done, I've, I've just really wanted to like dig into it and simplify how it works because it's definitely like this daunting, you know, developing or, you know, doing these things can be daunting. And so I just want people to see that they can do it too. Awesome. And and so would, would, what is like the single one or two things that you would attribute to your success starting at such a young age? So if, in other words, let me, let me rephrase that. If you're talking to a young agent or an agent who's struggling or an agent who's just feels like they've got more, more room to grow, 
what are a couple of things that, that worked for you that would be advice that you would give to those agents to grow their business? I would first start, you know, with mindset is everything. So if you can really look at your mindset, like a garden and tend to that daily and have, you know, whatever your ritual is, whether it's watching motivational videos, just keeping that in check is number one, because everything else is tactics and you can learn that pretty easily, but your mind can get in your way a lot of times. The second thing is to know your numbers early on and work it like a business from the start, you know, and my, I, I, again, trying to simplify things. I mean, there's so many things you can do to, you know, figure out who are you going to call? How many calls do you need to do? What's the conversion? It can be very overwhelming quickly. And so I just looked at it like, if I call 20 people a day and I do that with the intent to schedule two appointments, I will 5X or more my business from the year before. So that was like my easy rule of thumb, um, just to, you know, leave a tidbit with your audience today of, um, you know, if you are looking to grow your business as an agent, that can be a quick way to do it. Just 20 people a day, two appointments a day. And then, you know, I would say the last thing is know that you're so resourceful and you can figure anything out and just know that everything that you are doing is a reflection of you and will outlast the situation that you're in. And um, that's something that has played out over and over again of, you know, having a situation that maybe didn't go well, but because I stuck it out, they called me back or another opportunity came forward that maybe wouldn't have if I would have lost my cool. So just, you know, remembering that representation of yourself through everything, because it can be tough sometimes. So let's talk a little bit about, I want to talk about both. I want to go a little bit deeper uh, both being mindset and knowing your numbers. But I think the last piece there is kind of bleeds into mindset a little bit as well. Sure. And, and so, you know, you mentioned, you know, listening to positive webinars or, you know, uh, you know, uh, podcasts, things like that. What did you do? What worked for you to keep you in that right state of mind? Yeah. So it, it was right when the secret came out, actually, that I, well, that I started the movie, the secret. Mm-hmm. And I watched that every single day for about six months, just because it was such a foreign thing to me as far as how I was raised. I wasn't introduced to the law of attraction and, you know, all of that. And so um, I really dug into that. And then from there, I developed a practice that I did each morning that included like my, my workout, my, you know, gratitude, focusing on what my goals are and doing that early on and having that practice helped, especially in real estate, helped it me stay strong in the sense that I had already filled up my cup at the start of the day. And so anything could come at me all day long and I wouldn't waver. And I think that honestly has been the biggest single thing that has helped me through and through. And so just to kind of go a little bit deeper on that is I, I simply use YouTube, which is very basic as I talk more and more about it. Go to YouTube, type in whatever it is that you're like interested in, or, you know, you want to learn more about a facet of mindset work, simply the word motivation and so much will come up. And then just, you know, choosing a video, 
playing that, that leads to following someone on Instagram, right? It's all connected. And so that's something that I do still to this day to continue um, that, that practice. I like it. I like it. And I, 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 before I go down that path of intentional, uh, you know, f- following, which, which is a social media thing. We talk about that all the time, especially during election years and on Facebook, right? You, you, you are what you engage with and you can be very intentional about what shows up on your feed. I love that you said that, but before we get into that, I have to admit, I've never seen the secret. So what is that movie about? So it's, and it's so funny. It's like, I, I it's like different. So Jack Canfield, Michael Beckwith, I'm trying to think of a couple. There's all these different, you know, successful motivational speakers, authors that came together and explained their different experiences of law of attraction, um, you know, what you focus on expands. And they talk about all of these different, you know, methodologies and also like the rules of the universe. You know, they talk about like, if you jump, if you walk off the top of a building, like you're going to go down, it's the same kind of thing with law of attraction of what you focus on expands. So if you are, focusing on solutions, you're going to get solutions. You're going to get inspired thought, where if you focus on the problem, you're going to get more of the problem. So that was really what the the gist of the secret was from my perception, of course, and, and what it's about, but a lot of positive vibes and, and, you know, how to think positively and all of that, but also incorporating, you know, you can't sit on the couch and, and think your way to a million dollars. Like it's effort as well. Sure. Sure. Yeah. What about for all the people out there that say that's just a bunch of hogwash? Like that's just a bunch of nonsense. Uh, it's not really real. That's just eloquent people who are really good at conveying all these positive BS thoughts. Mm-hmm. How do you respond to somebody who has kind of that negative attitude or can't get out of their own way to actually do what you did, watch the movie, actually love it, watch it every day for a period of time because it inspired you and probably kept you motivated, which then led to like what you're doing now, which is the YouTube and the IG and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what, what I would first question, of course, if I was one-on-one with them, I would ask you, you know, why are you defending your situation? Because is your situation where you want to be, right? Like if, if you are, there's an element of like defending your limitations when you're like in that frame of mind. And so I think what I would also say is if you look at any successful person, success leaves clues. Like we've all heard that. And if you study someone, there are things that they do if they're making a million dollars a year versus someone that's making a hundred thousand a year, someone that's making 30,000, like there's all of these patterns. And if you look closely, it's so much about the habits. It's about, like you were saying, monitoring your feed, like looking at your body and your mind and your spirit as a garden. It, if you look at it that way, it's really not like hogwash or like there's truth to it. I think that if what I would just say is try it. Like if you take the logical part of what I'm saying, which is in the example, call 20 people a day with the intention to set two appointments and watch when you call 20 people a day, how your two appointments all of a sudden are coming in the back door, as we call it on my team because you're putting the right action in place with the right intention, which equals the solution or result that you're after. I love it. I mean, I, I buy into it. I just, yeah, I, I, I was asking. And, I and, you. <laughs> well, and, and one of the things I want to say about that too is, is what you said resonates with, with me in the sense that, 
again, going back to the being intentional about what you follow. So again, if you're, if your social media feeds are filled with, you know, political nonsense or racial tensions or drama of any kind, you got to stop and look in the mirror. Like that's on you, not what Mark Zuckerberg is putting down your throat because he's not, and Facebook's not the algorithm, the algorithm is determining what you want based on what you stop and watch and engage yeah. with and, and, and spend time on. And I, I love that you said that like being intentional about who you follow and, and paying attention, success, leaving clues. Like for me, it started with following, like I, I was always listening to these super successful people and the people that seemed to resonate with me the most had always achieved something ridiculous on an, an athletic achievement. Like they ran ultra marathons or they did uh, triathlons. And then I was like, man, hmm, let's put, put the pieces together here. All these people that I, that I love to follow and that are very successful do these things. I'm going to do these, those things. And ironically, when I started doing that, I did it just to create content, right? Just to, to, to brand myself. But ironically, now here I am three, four, five years later, having hockey stick curve success uh, maybe it all correlates, right? I mean, I know you, I know what you're thinking. And the reason I'm telling that this little quick story is because I want our listeners to hear that. Like Stacy's not just some fluffy coach who wants to tell you this stuff. I mean, this stuff really does work. So I don't know if you have anything to add to just my nonsense that I just rambled on with. No, I think it's wonderful that you touched on that because it's not only that it's like the proof is in the pudding, right? Of all of these successful people that do these things but you feel good when you're doing it, right? Like why not be on a path to success where you actually like feel good along the way and you enjoy it versus being angry and like dissatisfied along the way because I have been that person, you know, when I was building things, I got to the end of that goal, you know, of hitting 32 million and I was super unhappy. Like I remember that day, I was just like, is this all there is? And what we're suggesting here is what I'm hearing you say is like, there's a better way to, you know, stay educated, know your craft, sharpen your, your sock consistently and, you know, fill up your cup with positive things because you just become a better person. It's not, you know, so much fluff as it can be just like a way to enjoy the process too. hundred percent. And it's not just mental either. When you start right. taking care of that body of yours, you yeah. start to have more energy. You start to feel better. You, it, it, it affects your mind and makes you feel more positive. And it's crazy how it works, but I'm telling you folks, it works. It's just yeah, a fact. It works. I love it. I love it. So going from there into the social media piece, which I want to touch on with you, because a lot of people, again, the objectors, social media is just a waste of time. It's a time suck. Uh, for me, it's business. Like I spend a lot of time there, but for business, not doing mindless things like most people do. What is your opinion on that? So we talked a little bit about being intentional, uh, but what are your thoughts? Because clearly you, you you use social media. You've already said it, YouTube and IG. Uh, what are your thoughts just on the social media and using it as a business tool and how do you use it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely go into every social media use similar to what you're saying with a clear plan or purpose for that section of time. Because if you don't, it can run you where all of a sudden you're like looking up something over here, you know, and you didn't have the plan to do that. So I think always setting and then, you know, being intentional with your time and purpose and things is important. 
Social media, as far as how we've used it, we are definitely behind the curve, if you will, as far as it being our focus as a real estate team. That we're, of course, in the process of changing all of that because we've been, it's all been referrals, boots on the ground here with builders and developers. But it's such a brilliant way to use as a, as a business to, I mean, if you look at it transactionally, it's, it's 24-7 lead generation at your fingertips that, I mean, you literally have access to people you would never have access to five years ago. You can reach out to owners of businesses that you would have never been able to get, you know, through calling like the corporate headquarters. So it's an amazing tool. And I mean, we're really looking forward and excited about what we're doing and will continue to do to utilize it. There's just the full potential is, is huge. It's enormous what you can do. What's your favorite platform? Insta. Yeah. Instagram. Awesome. And what is your, what would you say is your uh, number one strategy on growing followers and or procuring business uh, through Instagram? So what our strategy is, is actually focusing on, I just call them like silos, you know, pillars, if you will. Mm -hmm. So each of the things that, that we're doing is like each member of our team is responsible for one of those pillars. And it's each admin and each, you know, obviously agent is responsible for lead generation so that each role is active in the success of the overall team. And it's also something that they enjoy, like category that they enjoy. So that is the way that we're using it is in that focused approach. And then as far as, as content is concerned, you know, I think if you focus on like inspiration and education, you know, and I'm, I'm of course, like my my jam is not digital marketing, you know? So I just want to put that up. But that for me, like, is I think the more authentic you can be. And we all want to inspire others, right? And show that we're an expert in our field. Um, I think if you focus on those two things, that you'll really see the engagement and followings and everything increase. I love it. I love it. So let's talk a little bit more about the knowing your numbers piece, which again, I don't care if you're new or old to the business, you're not the first person that said this. And, and so you even defined a specific strategy, which is calling 20 people a day, setting two appointments. Let's start there because I think, first of all, it's like, well, where do I find that many people? Mm-hmm. First of all, I think that's somebody, especially that that's newer. And then two, there's a lot of people that just don't like doing that. And mm-hmm. so how do you overcome that to do it and not only that, but be good at it. Yes. Well, lucky for you, because it took us so long to connect. I came fully loaded with all the goods today to share with you and your audience. Um, literally the five-step process. Five, I might add a six or seven step, depends how I feel at the end. Um, Bring it. Of, of the process. So the first thing is select the source of lead generation that you enjoy. This is counterintuitive to what you hear because it's like you do cold calling or get the phone book where if you can tap into what actually interests you and you enjoy, you're going to want to go and do it and you're going to enjoy it. So for example, for me, for whatever reason, I love cold calling. I'm not a natural in following up with my clients that are like, Hey, I want to sell a house. I'm like, let me have the challenge of, of calling someone random. For someone else, they want to network or they want to do the BNI group or an open house. Whatever it is, stop trying to be like anyone else and just really embrace who you are and what your interests are. 
once you do that, then you can get really creative. So I'm just going to use open houses as an example. So let's say you select open houses. So select three, at least open houses per month that you, and it can be like Saturday, Sunday, that's two, you know, or three weekends, one day, and actually work a strategy where you are, for example, contacting all of the people in that neighborhood to invite them to the open house and set the intent that you want to get one sale, one buyer, and one seller from that open house effort. A lot of agents are like, I'm doing an open house for my seller because they want me to do that to sell their house. No, open houses are for lead generation. They are not for the seller. The seller wants to be in their pajamas on Saturday, okay? And so when you get that strategy set, then you can, in several several ways, you can door knock all the neighbors with just like an informative, here's the, the property information. A lot of the communities have Facebook groups set up um, you know, where you can go and, and be a part of the neighborhood. Obviously, you know, some have like stricter guidelines, so you can't get into those groups, but you can look up the tax record of all of those homeowners and then go friend them on Facebook and connect with them that way. So just thinking of it, you know, in that like bigger scale perspective where it's not just an open house, but how can I reach out to 20 people? So that's a way that you can, you know, come up with 20 people. The, the other way is like, if you're into networking, you know, getting in alignment with all of your vendors and creating a vendor sheet, you know, so that you have an internal document where you can, you know, have that roofer, painter, I mean, et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden you have a list of 300 plus people that, you know, you're able to nurture and cultivate to then convert them to a deal. And so the the verbiage that I use because I, I don't like scripts, I never like scripts, you know, but they're a great tool is, you know, if you make contact with someone, asking them, you know, who do you know that I need to know that wants to buy or sell? Because we're very apt to, you know, give a card and be like, oh, call me if, you know, anyone wants to buy or sell, but it's your job to actually stay in front of them, right? So if you instead just flip it and say, who do you know that I need to know? And then if they don't have an answer, ask if I can, can I follow up in a couple of days, then set a reminder on your calendar and then follow up in a couple of days and kind of make a joke of it. Like I need two from you by the end of the month. You know, I'm in this competition within my team, whatever the case may be, of course that's true for you, but just making it fun with them engages these people into your success and makes them like a part of this journey and can be really powerful. So those are definitely the first few steps. I think I'm short of six, but I love No, I love it. I think that's very helpful. Now, what, and, and I'm gonna challenge you here. You talked about uh, the pillars, which, you know, finding something that you enjoy. And, and, I, and I can say this from experience, I'm actually in mortgage. Uh, you wouldn't know it because I do so much in real estate, but that's by design, by the way. But it took me a long time to figure out what I, I guess what I was passionate about that I could actually enjoy mm -hmm. because although it's a career I've been in for 20 years, so clearly there's a reason why I've stayed in it. I, I can't say that. A, I think a lot of people would agree with me when they say it's a job. 
it, it pays me, it pays bills. If I didn't have to do it, I wouldn't. And so it's hard for me to find that pillar. Now I say that tongue in cheek, because now I've found mine, multiple mine, and probably would never, will never retire. I really, I love what I do, but it took a long time to figure that out. So somebody who's sitting there thinking that to themselves, and and I don't want to hear the old BS of, well, I just love putting people into homes and the American dream. Great. That's fine. I enjoy the closing table too. We all do. But, you know, the, the prospecting part, frankly, sucks. It's not, it, it's uncomfortable for so many of us. How would you advise someone to get past that point of, you know, I, again, I, I use myself as an example. I'm an outgoing person. I still don't love networking events because they're still, eh, how's it yeah. going? How is your family? You know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's weird, right? So how do you get past that? You know, I think switching the mind, the mind to focus on how can I contribute makes everything different. And I, that's, that's like the biggest, you know, shift you can make is instead of looking at it, like prospecting, look at like these people, I have the opportunity to put them in my care. And if I don't reach out to them, I risk that they work with the Yahoo that just got licensed, that has no skill and they may not net as much. They may not have a great experience. And I, I know for me, as soon as I switched it, cause I was, I wasn't always, you know, like super excited to call strangers. Right. I was like, you know, like knocking on the door and like running back to my car as soon as I possibly could. But I think as soon as I looked at it from that perspective of like, stop focusing on myself and how uncomfortable I feel to how am I going to contribute? And if you get to the point where you're like, I don't want to contribute, you know, then you're probably like in the wrong industry. But for most of us, I think that that can be a really big shift in perspective to also make, you know, it all easier and more enjoyable that it's not like lead generation in the way we were looking at it before. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, I think most people probably look at it like I did. And if you, if you're struggling to find that thing, remind yourself why you are in the industry. For me, it's, it's flexibility. It's, it's income potential. Sky's the limit. I can control everything. Right. And, and flex, you know, again, I, I think I mentioned it again. I'll say it again. Flexibility. We, that's the thing we love about this job. It's also the curse of the job. Right. All right. I want to segue off of that and, and into the, a little bit back to the mindset piece, because I like to get real with, with people and it's not all, you know, rainbows and puppy dogs all the time. And you're clearly a very positive person. Uh, but are, are you married? Do you have kids? I'm married. Okay. No. So no kids. Okay. Well, that's probably why you're in a positive state all the time. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have four. Um, but, but truthfully, like, you know, you are obviously and your one sheeter talks about it, you know, that positive interstate, you mentioned it, you've already said it multiple times. But come on, you have bad days, you and your husband fight. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've been had had some lows. And so let's the real Stacy be honest with us and tell us, all right, you have those days, how do you get yourself out of them? And I'm not just talking about with your husband, I'm not picking on him here. But, you know, you have bad deals, you have sh shitty buyers and just uh, ungrateful people and, and, and mean sellers and just bad situations and things blow up in your face. We all go through that. How do you overcome that? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a brief story just to kind of take you through some trenches of like a real thing that happened last Good. week. 
So I have, um, my team and I took over this community. It's 100 houses. The builder was unlike anything I've ever experienced. I mean, I've like worked with a lot of builders as far as like, like no professionalism, the way that he treated us. And I mean, it was just a, a, like a bad deal, but we went in, we're like, we're of course, Stacy's positive, right? We're going to turn this around, take it under our own hands. We put systems in place because there were no systems. There's no infrastructure. Like we were running his warranty process. I mean, this is all very strange because that's builders, you know, responsibility. And so we get everything up and running. Oh, by the way, they had failed with three agent teams prior to us. And they had no sales in a market that was just, I mean, hot, hot market. This was, you know, this time last year, took over and got 40, 46 houses sold in, in the last you know, 11 months. And they are like, oh, well, thanks a lot. We're going to now bring our own in-house sales team in place. Right. And so it's, it's fine because of what our team's doing, whatever. But then they recruit my transaction coordinator. And then, and, and so, and then that whole thing, that slippery slope keeps starts going, right? Yeah. See, you, you're already feeling what I was feeling. <laughs> so the feelings, right. Of like all the things that I want to do and you, you get it come up. And honestly, before, like it would have put me out for a couple of weeks. Right. And I made like, I think in those moments, there's that choice that we all have not being positive. Like literally, like I'm thinking of like, who, like, could I do a, like, is there a hitman? What is a hitman? No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding everyone. Like, <laughs> I, I'm glad you said it. I'm glad you said it. I was thinking it. So that's cool. Okay. Yeah. I am like, seriously, but like, if I, if I go down that road, like I am giving my power away there, he's still in my house, like in my life after all of that stuff happened. And it's, it's for me, it's like, not even like a positive thing. It's like a real life. I am hot and pissed and like, you know, this is so not okay. But then also looking at that bigger picture of like, he's not, he's winning if I like give into that. And so what do I do in those situations? Well, I definitely like tell it like it is for sure. Right. And so you have to acknowledge what's truly going on because otherwise it's like we were talking about, it's just like, it's not real. And so, but what is real is like, you do have that choice. And for me, what I did was like, I, I took the weekend, you know, we were ending that contract anyway. So it was, it's been a relief in a lot of ways, but of course it's with what happened. And so I stepped away, which is hard to do in real estate, but it's your choice. So I think just knowing that like stepping away and gathering myself, reconnecting to what I'm here to do and like what, what like my inspiration is not the positive stuff, you know, just like the real stuff, I think is what I suggest people do because at the end of the day, we aren't a victim. And, and when we give into that or we're spiteful or whatever, like we do then believe that like they can affect us. And that is not true. They can do whatever they want to do and our emotions and our life and everything is our stuff. Is so, that real? So what happened? After like, yeah, after like what, yeah. What, what are the juicy details? Yeah. So it, it's kind of, a, it's, I, I still hope that they listen to this. So it's kind of an interesting deal. 
do you want all the details? I will go there. Uh, as much as you can give, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it was an interesting situation because the the coordinator was like, I'm not really sure if I want to be in real estate. And it's like, well, you're going to work with a builder. Um, anyway, so it was this weird dynamic. So what has happened? Um, we concluded that contract. Her last day was Friday. And that's it. <laughs> so as far as like what's happened beyond that, um, there was definitely some things we had to deal with because of upset, like other agents dealing directly with the builders. Those systems are still not in place. So their feelings like that effect of us no longer, you know, being in the, in the system or in the flow. But other than that, I was, I mean, professionalism is really important to us and the team, you know? And so I told them like, I have no ill will. This was prior to the, the transaction coordinator theft. But I have no ill will. Like I'm going to complete what I came here to do, and um, that's where we stand. So we've gone on our way. Yeah. Well, and it's it. You know, the the reality is this is this is this happens in our business. Like, and if you have a team, it's going to happen to you. You're yeah. going to have people stolen from you, as as <laughs> Stacy coined. It's real. It's reality. I mean, it's it, and you have to you have to set your personal emotions aside. Because otherwise it's going to chew at you and you're going to lose sleep and you're going to lose so much time and money as a result and you name it that, uh, yeah. love it. So you're human is what you're telling us. Totally. <laughs> Beyond. Yeah. I will tell you many other examples, whatever you want to know to validate that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so I mentioned in the very beginning that, you know, you have a consulting program and it's called the inside out success method. Well, what is that? So it's, it's really digging deep into what we've talked about today a little bit, you know, of putting you in the driver's seat of not only the results that you want in your life, but the experience of it. Just as I had explained, I mean, with this unfortunate situation within my team, it's all of the methodologies that I have put together over the years to deal with the really horrible situations that have happened. And navigating that so that those, you know, I'm not attached to whatever they are going to do, but I'm navigating that on my own. Um, and so just really being able to, you know, have that clear, calm inner state, you're able to navigate opportunity better. And so it's just a program to take people through how to see and be free, like, to see reality and acknowledge what's there and also design how you want to live your life. Do you find that people that are getting into your program have a certain criteria or experience at levels or uh, something that's happened to them? Like what is, what is your avatar look like? So definitely the, you know, leaders that are, you know, earning six figures typically are the ones that show you know, that they want to get those results, right? It's, it's that mindset. And it's kind of the same, like with agents, you know, once you're like past six, seven million a year in volume production, you have a different mindset than if you're selling one house a month, right? And so just those people that really want to achieve those results, because it is quick, like we get right to the root and address whatever the issue is so that you can start building like the vision that you have for your life. I want to point something out to everybody listening. If you're not a six-figure earner and you're hearing this right now, 
again, look in that mirror and realize that the people that are earning at a higher level have a different mentality. It's not because they were fed with a silver spoon. It's not because they followed mom or dad into real estate and were handed a bunch of business. They have a different mentality. And you too can achieve this success with the right mentality. And I, I applaud you if you're listening to this right now. You're already doing something that a lot don't do, which is just consume and educate and learn, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but if you are stuck in that rut or you haven't made it past that rut, you've come to the right place. There's many other places as well, but you know, you're doing the right thing. And 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 what Stacy said, I why, why I wanted to exemplify that is because notice what she said. Who who goes into a program like hers? Who goes into any program? the high earners why are the high earners always paying to better to enrich themselves to you know to improve themselves just figure it out i mean put two and two together right it's that simple uh so i've, I've read a little bit about you and I've, I've read multiple places about this triple threat system i assume that's a part of your platform what is that sounds it sounds sexy so what is it i gotta know I want to just make everything sexy because that is how, you know, things should be. So everything that I do, like I said, I want to simplify it. So this process, the triple threat is very simple, but it's the daily routine that you can then build from. And it just stems from, so there's three steps. It's deep breathing, practicing gratitude. And then the third is your short and long-term goals. And if you'd like, I can go through a little more detail of each step. Yeah, sure. Okay, so the first step is deep breathing. And again, this is a very simple process so that it can be done every day, rain or shine, so that you can have that system in your life that gives you the foundation. And then you can read a book as well, you know, do the videos as well, add to it. So the deep breathing in step one is three deep inhalations and three exhalations that are double the count of the inhalation. So for example, I would breathe in for three counts and then I would slowly exhale for six counts. So th that means like three, like one, two, three, and then mm -hmm. out for six, okay? So then the second step, now that you have that calm mind, we can plant the garden. So the second step is to focus on three things you're grateful for. And I like to tell people, focus on something that happened in the last 24 hours. That's super simple because when you start to focus on simple things, then you get more the simple things, which then rolls in, like, you know, bigger things to appreciate. Mm -hmm. the, the last step is to have your three short and long-term goals front of mind, you know, so that you can have this practice every morning, you know, at a space in your house and have that focus short-term, long-term. And the reason I like to do that in the daily practice is because as you start to do things like this, you accelerate your success. And a lot of times the goals you've set, you know, in this first quarter are done by maybe by the end of the month, right? So it goes a lot faster. So having those short and term, short and long-term goals at, you know, front of mind every day allows you to, you know, up-level things or change things. And I think that's, that's so important to just understand that that's, that's a part of success is, you know, things evolving to, you know, how you're changing as well. 
I love it. I mean, you, you really simplified that. I thought you were going to go into this deep explanation of, and obviously there's only so much you can explain about the deep breathing, which is a symbol. Um, I thought you were going to talk about, you know, downloading some app and meditation and all this stuff, but really it all probably feeds into one another, but it's, it's that simple. And then the gratitude piece was so simple. I like that. I think that's, I think it's, I think simplifying it's important for people. I think uh, once it gets too complicated, they won't do it. Exactly. Yeah. That's the idea. I love it. I love it. So we're gone. We're going, um, we're, we're, we're nearing the time when we like to slow these down and, and wrap it up. So do you have anything that I have not touched on or that you would like to leave our audience with in kind of parting thoughts? You know, I think just, I think we've done a great, you've done a great job of covering everything that I mean, I wanted to talk about today. I, I will also say just, you know, to your point of looking in the mirror, if something's not going right or you're not, you know, where you want to be is just always knowing that you are the problem and the solution in all things. Um, and if you keep that in mind, you can really build an awesome life. 100%. So if uh, our audience wants to get in touch with you, find you, follow you, how do they do so? The best way is my website. As you saw at the beginning, my last name is quite long. So it's my website is the best. It's limitlesswithstacyb.com. And Stacy is spelled S-T-A-C-Y, B like boy. So limitlesswithstacyb.com. Awesome. Limitlesswithstacyb.com. It's all one word, essentially. Um, and then you said that your favorite platform is Instagram, but can they also find you on any other platforms? Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. How about TikTok? I am not on TikTok yet. Yes. Oh, you better <laughs> get your butt I'm over there. Yes. Yes. I, I directed everything to the website because because my last name is can be easily butchered. Um, we'll figure that out soon. Um, just going to the website's great. And then all of the social links are there on the website. Awesome. Stacey, yeah. this has been absolutely fantastic. Once again, it's limitless, limitless with Stacy B as in boy.com. Go check her out. I think there's so many uh, from our audience that can gain so much from just following you, if not aligning with you, following you and just learning from you. Obviously, your positivity just completely reigns through. If you're not watching this, with much of you aren't, you can't see that like it just exudes from my computer screen. Um, I can just sense it. So it's it's been an absolute pleasure. Boise, is that where you is that where you live? Boise Audio, yep. awesome, awesome. Yep. And I, I imagine it's like a very calm place in Boise. I just picture it that way. Uh, the few people I come across just seem to be just in a very calm state of mind. I guess there's something to it. Yes, yes, it's awesome. nice people here. I love it. I love it. Stacey, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for being a guest today. And uh, it's been great to get to know you. And hopefully we can definitely stay in touch and, and hopefully cross paths at a future real estate event. Yes, I would love that. Thank you for the opportunity, Jeff. Awesome. Take care. Today's episode is brought to you by Chime. Chime offers an award-winning sales acceleration platform built for the real estate industry. Powered by artificial intelligence, Chime delivers the data insights agents and teams need to make the most out of the leads they already have and to get to a close faster. Through an expanding partner network, Chime's easy-to-use conversion platform also delivers quality sales-ready leads from the get-go. It eliminates time-consuming manual tasks 
tasks and helps agents focus on what matters most, building their network, servicing clients, and growing the bottom line. To learn more about how Chime can help you, visit www.chime.me or call 833-682-4463. Agents Podcast.